Ooh. It's the Roller Earth Bureau Show. Hey, kids. Uh, what we've got for you today here is an abbreviated play call of the match between the Columbus Capitals and the Union Baseball Club of Dexter. This happened at the Frank Muth Michigan Vintage Baseball Festival a while back. And as I find myself now finally getting out of July and getting into August, uh, I'm going to be having a little bit more time to get to this stuff and edit it down so it's it's a lot more listenable as uh, you don't have to listen to the chaos going on in the background of having to put together a festival and try to do a podcast at the same time. That's a mistake. (laughs) Don't ever do that again. So anyway, uh, what happened here? Why? Why do I only have two and a half innings of Columbus and, and Dexter? Well, I'll tell you why. So we're plugged into a power source behind our tent, behind field two there, and uh, a child, an innocent, innocent child, no more than four, came over and unplugged us in the middle of uh, the match. That would be at the top of the seventh. So I went over there to plug it back in, and the child was all alone. I did not see anybody else. So I plugged it back in. And as I walked away to go back into the podcast central, he unplugged it again. So I couldn't just go over there and plug it back in. I had to find a parent. I eventually found a parent. Uh, they were all hanging out uh, on the other side of the trees by. Uh, so here's my question. I noticed this the entire weekend. Why is it where the electricity is plugged in? Is that always like the water cooler spot for people to hang out? I don't understand it. There were people hanging out right next to my power source the entire weekend. Why? Anyway, so <laughs> so when it gets unplugged in the middle of recording, that corrupts the file. Therefore, I can't uh, do anything with it. I'm going to have to take measures much more st- stringent measures in the future to make sure that it can't get messed with again. This is the second or third time this has happened to me while I've been podcasting. So uh, I believe this happened down in Ohio and in Sharonville during the first match. And uh, I I try everything to recoup the audio, but uh, it's, it's just lost forever. It's just corrupt. So uh, anyway, I was able to plug back in during the match, and Mr. Kozlowski, you're going to get two and a half, one and a half. You're going to get a little bit of Jeff Kozlowski here. You're going to get uh, much more of him in a future recording that we have him for a a whole match. Uh, But definitely he brought something to the game as I, if you can hear in the background, and I'm trying to edit as much of that out. I have to redo all the microphones. Everything is everything is lost. I have to start from scratch, basically, while Jeff is talking. So you hear a lot of chick, 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 chick. Things just weren't working out after everything got unplugged. So uh, I did my best. He did very well. And, uh, and here it is, uh, the saved footage of the very close Columbus Capitals versus Union Baseball Club of Dexter, joined in progress in the bottom of the seventh. So, so the unions uh, have got a got the runner on scoring position here, runner on second here, 
in the bottom of the seventh. And uh gentleman takes off his hat to run faster. I used to do that. I really felt like I was running faster when I took off my hat. I wasn't. It's like a parachute, right? It acts like a parachute. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I used to just take off my hat and throw it, and then I would have to go get the hat. So then I would just take it off and carry it. What do we got for a score, Jeff? I'm sure you've said it to everybody listening to the yeah, podcast, but um, it is it is uh, Capitals currently lead three to two, uh, but the uh, the unions here have runners on first and second with nobody out, trying to get that that runner uh, as a hundred eighty feet away, push him across, and there's going to be a grounder tough play to the shortstop. Will they be able to get the force at third? They will. Yeah, force him out. Nice play by the Ooh. by the shortstop and by the third baseman. So that brings Buckeye back up to the back up to the strikers line. He's got one out here in the bottom of the seventh. Oh, he's looking to push it. You see the way that he's lined up. There's a ground ball over to the second base side. <laughs> Mr. Daly's gonna field it, make the throw to first. Looks like it's in time. So with two outs now, but two runners in scoring position. And that'll bring Sugar Plum. This is Good, good match right now. You've got a, you've got the left-handed, uh, the left-handed bat up. If you can get a hold of one, wind's blowing out to the, wind's blowing out to right field. He's gonna hit one hard. Will it get through? It looks like it's gonna get through. Can he make it to first? Right fielder's was gonna come up throwing, and instead, striker is going to make his first. And the Dexter Club has tied this game, and now the go-ahead run. Is only 90 feet away with uh, Koval up. And forgets his uh, delivers the pitches a little bit lower. He's got a got a nice little arc that uh, that comes with him. And now he's got the chance. The umpire has uh, has not issued any warnings uh, for the for the striker or for the pitcher yet. Most of the guys have been have been hitting the ball right at about the four or five. Pitch mark. That's a one. And it's going to hit that one hard down the line right at Rudy. It's going to squeak around his legs. Is he going to get the throw to second? No, it's not going to be in time. And so the, chick, 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 and chick, so chick, the chick. Union Club has now taken the lead here. Four to three in the bottom half of the seventh inning. Chick, chick, Sugar chick. Plum moves to second. Cobalt comes to first. And that's going to bring Mad Dog Donovan Hill up to the to the strikers line. He is uh, you know, the, the low man in the lineup, but he's definitely not somebody to to take lightly. You know he can get a hold of one if he needs to. And he's going to lift that with the short center. He's going to take a nice, ooh, a nice big bounce. But it'll be fielded by the center fielder for the third out of the inning. But the unions uh, are able to jump on. And after, s after seven full innings of play, the unions of Dexter, uh, Dexter, Michigan, now to have a four to three lead. The gingerly gentleman here, and you're you're looking at the uh, the participants here. Um, you're looking at the brackets between. Uh, we'll just roll it down the line just in case there's any changes. We can make the changes later. But uh, Dylan White from the Eclipse of Northville against Lauren Peroni from Chelsea. Chris Jessup of the Volunteer Baseball Club of Brownstown against Nathan Heater of the Rail Splitters of Alliance, Ohio. Uh, Joe Twilliger from the Corn Shuckers of Canton against Brian Carpenter from the Black Flag Baseball Club of Droverton. Uh, Mitchell Crawford here from the Unions of Dexter against Philip Hayes from uh, the Corn Shuckers. Uh, 
William, William Collicott from the Wahoos of Royal Oak against Tristan Haynes from the Star Baseball Club of Wyandotte. And then the Battle of Bay City, Taylor Parker against Graham Parker, uh, filling in the uh, that bracket there. And then for our last last four, uh, will you, f- forgive me to, to Matt from the Atlantics for if just in case I mispronounce uh, your last name. Of, <laughs> he taught me it last night. I don't remember it. Okay. <laughs> you had my hopes up, and then and then you just it was like commud. I, it's not commudgeon. It's, uh, it you know, commud- I wrote it down too, but you know, it's a mess in here. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, Matt from the Atlantic Baseball Club of Brooklyn, New York against Paul Martell from the Detroit Baseball Club. And then Logan Fusiardi from the Continentals of Kalamazoo against Nick O'Neill from the regular Baseball Club of Mount Clemens. I can tell you the names that no longer exist and Ian smokes one down the third baseline. There he goes with a good, with a better swing than he's had uh, than the earlier ones today. You no, know, he's been looking. He's been looking to get a get a hold of a good one here. So, honey, so a couple of the changes s- are Chris Jessup from Brownstown has now been replaced, and Nick O'Neill of Mount Clemens has now been replaced. Don't ask me their names. Uh, I don't remember. I I don't know. Base that's going to get through. Honey Badger is going to. going to be any throw coming in, and just like that, Columbus has tied this ball game right back up here uh, with fours. The match is for field two out of the time frame that Mr. Stedry and Mr. Feeney. There's a nice hit to right field. Will they, so it's going to be caught on the bound. Uh, did the schedule, and then they asked me what I wanted on field two. So I will say my first match was right to the last inning, and this match has that kind of potential. I'm two for two. Yeah, even top of the eighth, and we got a tie ball game. The Dexter Club is definitely a team that I do not get to see enough, so I wanted to uh, be able to see them play and – you know, although I'm not playing, uh, I still love the game and I still love vintage and I want to see, you know, the, the teams come here for an opportunity to play teams they don't get to see all the time. Yep. And I'm kind of doing the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's the, the Union Ball Club of Dexter are good representatives of the city of Dexter. Uh, so it's nice to see them still uh, still doing it, still playing hard. And, uh, you know, they're hanging in there with you know, one of the better clubs in the Midwest here in the Columbus Capitals. And Columbus is here with what I would consider close to their A team as a hard hit ball through the legs at second base. Brad, five for five. Ian Frias is going to score. Uh, there's going to be Lane. Lane is, he might have, yeah. sh- he should be in the gingerly gentleman. That was, that was speed personified. He was not going to get stopped there. Lane, you should have been in the gingerly gentleman. What are you doing in the mightiest striker? If there was a stop sign, he was not going to be stopped by it. He needed one of those cables on the back of the fighter jets that land on the, the, the carriers. Yeah, he was. Mr. Daly hits it up the middle to second base. Second base has a chance at redemption and gets the force. Brad, Brad just said, you know what? I'm five for five. That's enough for me. And he's been, <laughs> but unfortunately, he's been he's been nailed before he gets to second three times already. Oh, so. 
Well, that's something we got to work on, Brad. <laughs> like a true ball player, he probably blames the guy behind him. <laughs> that's what I often do. Uh, Mr. Mr. Frias Sr. is up to the plate, bouncing into the ground. Third baseman's going to make the throw over to first. Accurate and out at first base. So that's three outs, end of the capital half of the eighth, but they have jumped back to the lead. They've rebuilt what they had lost. And at the end of uh, at the end of seven and a half, Capitals now lead six to four. It is uh Disturbing to watch Mr. Haas dance around at home plate, but I do appreciate his umpiring. Uh, beautiful sunny day here in Frankenmuth. I I have always gotten lucky with the weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the first year we had a rainstorm coming right at us, and it broke off and went around Frankenmuth. And I always say God loves baseball. Mm-hmm. And uh, no rain, unfortunately, for everybody this weekend. I think we got like a 30% chance of a shower in the morning for the early games tomorrow. Uh, then it does this again, only doesn't get quite as hot. Uh, so, But if you're looking at the sky, there's a few clouds in the sky. That is going to give people some some relief here and there. But uh, beautiful. It's hot, but it's beautiful. Jeff, don't you wish you were out there playing? Yeah, there's, you know, there's, there's always the ball player in you that is, you know, would love to be able to. Take a few swings uh, there. Off and of Ian nice palm. Ian. He's like a goalie over there. Man. Knocks it down, gets the out. He's a black hole. <laughs> light comes in and it does not leave. That's what my dad used to nickname his glove, you know. It was the black hole or the sponge. <laughs> Everything went in, but it didn't come out. Don't worry about where you threw it, son. I have the sponge on my hand. It's the sponge. (laughs) You don't want to be a wall because the ball just hits a wall and bounces away. You want to be a sponge. Uh, Well, I definitely want to take this time to thank Mr. Kozlowski for coming out. And, uh, you know, he lost his stage performance time to canine dogs. And, but... The man loves vintage baseball. The man loves being an ambassador for baseball. Uh, he's always willing to help. He is the inspiration for this very podcast that you listen to. It was his words that put the the thought in my head to even do this. Uh, you are uh, quite a gentleman, Jeff. Very more professional than I could ever be at this. Uh, you bring some class to uh, every time we've done things. We've well, we've done an episode. We've done the world's tournaments. I think I talked to you at uh, another time. I think you've been in like three, four episodes. Yeah, we, did, we did the live, or not the kind of live, but like the after Saturday world tournament one either last year or two years ago. Yeah, I'm at trying the, to get into the, the world's Salmon tournament Palace this year. Or, Let me put this in. I'm trying to get inside to be able to set up and do interviews inside worlds. Can you put a bug in somebody's ear. I, I know a guy. And uh, I don't need to be front and center near the action, uh, although I would like to have a visual. But really, I'm just there to interview as many players as possible and not distract people playing from the game. So I don't want to be by home plate or anything. But see if you, 
I'm going to put that in there. But let me get back. Let me get back to uh, stroking your ego. Yeah, uh, would, would you? <laughs> you you are one of the people, and I gravitate to you and to Mr. Frias and to Mr. Feeney oh, and to nice Mr. Hit. Stedry, and that's a fair. That's a fair foul down a third baseline, and that's going to Evious. get uh, Dexter on first and second. Uh, I gravitate to you, and that's why I come to you for help is because I know I only have a limited amount of abilities at these kind of things. And when you're talking on the microphone, you're talking to the truth, and I appreciate you. Well, it's, you know, I appreciate that. It it's really speaks more to the idea that this every time people talk about it, they talk about it as the vintage baseball or the historic baseball community. And, you know, sometimes it takes a village to help a team out when they are running low on players or to organize things for a tournament, uh, you know, really helps to get as many people out as you can and, uh, you know, helping each other out because you know, oftentimes you'll, you can help them and they will in turn, uh, you know, they, they will be able to help you back. So it's a, it's a great community, and especially when you take a look uh, nice play by Bob Daly to knock it down. Will it be in time? It's a close play. They're going. The runner's going to call himself out for that. Um. Do you remember? Do you remember the sentiment that you made a social media posting about when you left the festival? That is the inspiration for this podcast. I remember making it. I don't know if I remember my exact words for it, but I just I, I remember. Um, I remember leaving and I was just, I was hot and I was sunburned and I was hungry <laughs> and probably sore and hurting. And, you know, I, I, I wasn't, I don't think I stayed the night. And so I kind of drove, it should be a base hit if it's, oh, what a hop. Nice yes, hop. It was a right big there. hop. Well, Honey Badger will make every hop look like it was true. Mm-hmm. Man, that was a close one. But, uh, you know, it was you know, to the extent of, you know, it was, you know, I, I may be physically sore and physically hurting, but like emotionally, spiritually, it was a really uplifting thing to be able to kind of walk around and see all of these various teams and the various people that were involved. And so it was, it was really positive to, to do. And, and so when, when the opportunity comes to, to help out and help organize, I make it a point to make sure that I'm here for it. So for all you guys that cancel on Friday night from playing in your teams, it's guys like Jeff Kozlowski that pick up your slack. Hmm. Is it? Is uh, That's not too bold of me to say, Jeff. That's true. If you don't have the opposite end of the spectrum, picking up the slack for the bottom end of the spectrum, it wouldn't even exist. So the whole vintage baseball community does owe you a debt of gratitude, and the Lottie does for that matter. Uh, definitely the biggest, the biggest show on earth. Yeah. I'm I am very fortunate in, in the program that I'm involved with. So. so here we go, top of the ninth. And the Capitals have their uh, they have the uh, top of the order here. Rudy the Younger is up so far. He is two for four and looking to add a little insurance as the Capitals are up two going into the ninth inning as he's going to send a fly ball into the right field side. And that's going to, boo boy, did that spin. That spun way past the right fielder. Uh, Donovan's going to run, field it in, and keep Rudy to, a, keep Rudy to the first base side. But 
That's what the Capitals want. They need to get their get their runners on and keep them there. So nobody out top of the ninth. It's about that time where fatigue starts to set in, and you're going to be able to push through it and get in, or to got to find a way to to limit the limit whatever bleeding them be. That's going to be a base hit up the middle. Trying to hurry up to get uh, get Rudy at second. It's not going to be in time. Rudy's going to make it to second. And the Capitals now got something going here in the top half of the ninth. Nobody out. All right. Jason the Honey Badger coming back up. This is, if there's ever a guy that you really need up right now, Jason would be the one. Who's the guy on the lot he does? That's that guy. That when you're down, is it? No, it is not you. <laughs> That's not true. Be, let me tell you from an opposing point of view. You're the guy that the lottie does want up when people are on base. Oh, there are people on base. I'm sorry. I disagree with your point. Uh, <laughs> when you need somebody on base, it's it's Honey Badger when you need somebody on base. Oh, he's trying to, trying to push it to the left, see, uh, left side. Uh, they've gotten people on base, so uh, obviously he's fine to be up whenever. But, uh, yeah, you, you're right. Lottie does. When there's people on base and you need it at the end, it, it's you. You're one of them. Stonewall, you know it's it's it, you, each team has those kinds of players that you you want to make sure that they're in the right position and they're in the right spot and you know I've been I've been fortunate that I've been on the right side and in some instances I've been on the wrong side and I know we played a we played a tournament in North Carolina back in 2010 that was the first time I met the Brooklyn Atlantics and I had that that opportunity to win this tournament in North Carolina is honey's going to lift one foul down the left field line. Oh. And uh, the, uh, had the had the chance. We had bases loaded, and I don't know if it was one out or two outs or whatever. And I was like, this this is the chance. Here we go. I'm going to win a game against the Atlantics. And I just absolutely just screwed up and foul ticked out. And that was, that was the end of us. So. But you know, for every for every one that there that works, there's one that doesn't. It's just sometimes the baseball gods are fickle like that. It's a nice base. That's what you wanted right there. So although I didn't have the greatest career at coming through in the clutch, I thought I was a better hitter in the clutch because when I go up during the game, I've got a thousand thoughts in my head of where I'm going to hit it and all of this stuff. And uh, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And I usually don't do it. But when I go up in a clutch situation, I'm just worried about contact, hard contact, just that's it. No one can complain about hard contact. And uh, Make make them make the play. And uh, so I would actually, in the clutch, do better uh, striking the ball uh, just because of that mindset. And I would try to carry that mindset into the earlier part of the game, but I'm like, you know what? That right fielder is way over in right field. Right center looks awful good right now. I'm going to try to do that and ground down to the pitcher. <laughs> uh, but, and Ian Frias hits it to right center, and that's going to be a nice big bounce, and that's going to cause him to be out. Uh, Rudy Frias is going to score. But now the Capitals got two guys on third base. That's not good for anybody. Or the Capitals. You got Honey Badger is kind of sauntering. So we got running. Things are happening. That didn't work out. That's a bad throw or a bad catch. getting past the catcher. (laughs) The Badger's rounding third. He's going to try to make it in, and there's not going to be any throw. And so 
chaos has ensued. Everybody scored. So on, uh, <laughs> on one, one bound play, on one bound out, clears the bases, and that's you know sometimes that's how the vintage game works. What you got to do is you just got to get the ball to home plate and just make everybody go back to their base. You don't want that chaos to happen. You don't want to be throwing the ball around. You just get the ball in front of them and stop them and make them get back to their base. In that situation, Jeff, are you willing to give everybody their base back just to stop chaos from happening, or are you going to try to make a play on that? You know, it's, it's really hard to the, – the baseball brain says, I can get them. You know, I can make that out. He's going to lift one to – Lift one to left field. That's going to be. Turns him around, but he's going to catch it on the bounce. There's that. Oh, <laughs> one of those frustrating ones. But this Saturday bounce. Um, so you, you you want to you know you want to make that play, but you know it's part of the part of the evolution of the game is all about you know the the nuances and the strategy of it. That's why the New York game caught on and the Massachusetts one didn't. Uh, the Massachusetts game was chaos. It was kids running around, and so when you take out. You know the the soaking rule where you can throw it at the runner when they're not on base and hit them. You take that rule out and you add a foul territory. You immediately increase the skill level of all the players. Oh, there's a ball hit out to left field there, and the center fielder and left fielder converged, and they both had a chance at it. And there was just there was too much momentum going in opposite directions at different times. And uh, anyway. Ipso facto, Kobe Doughty on first, Doughty on first base, and here comes Brad about to go six for six. It's gonna happen. The man's on fire. Sponsored by the King of Beers, Budweiser. Uh, we had Budweiser last night at the captain's match on third base as a ball is hit down first base, foul and out of the reach of the first baseman. We had Budweiser at third base for everybody that went out. We went through 15 beers on third base last night, Jeremy. New record for the festival. Uh, so the other ones are in that cooler for you. Uh, big thanks to Jeremy Steadway while he's standing here uh, for volunteering this weekend, helping with the schedule, helping build fields, helping with so much. Without Jeremy Steadry, Kyle McGilvery, Mike Feeney, this weekend doesn't happen. So, and my wife. Right over the second baseman, nothing he could do in the right center field. And Amelia, my daughter, and Hannah, my daughter. Uh, Kobe takes his third. Brad, six for six at first base. Am I accurate on that? Is you he are six correct, for six? sir. Six for six. Incredible. No valuable player for this match happened. But it is happening, but he would win. Uh, Mr. Daly is up. Capitals have already pushed three runs across in, uh, in this inning here, and they've extended their lead to 9-4 to four in the top of the ninth here. So the, the unions will have the, will have the chance to, to end it here with kind of the middle of their lineup coming up. Mr. Daly is going to send one right at through caught behind his legs. <laughs> that'll be the third out of the ninth, and that'll be it for the Capitals' bats. And we're through eight and a half. We're going to the bottom of the ninth. Capitals lead Dexter nine to four. We didn't. We talked about the gingerly gentleman. We have not talked about the mightiest striker, and uh, I think this is going to be. 
This is going to be a, a fun bracket all the way around here. You got Pat Lancaster from the Bear Clan Flat Rock against Darius Saroche. Okay. Uh, from the Swamp Frogs of <laughs> Sylvania. Uh, Ian Frias from the Columbus Capitals here against Steve Siebert from the Grangers of Rochester. Matt Hall from the, uh, from the Lansing Club against Andre Johnson from the Detroit Baseball Club. Nathan Barry from the Fillmore Fungi uh, taking on Gary Green of the Black Flags of Droverton, Indiana. Jeff Morehouse uh, from the Lamont Quarrymen will, take, uh, will face Keith Patterson from the Akron Black Stockings. Uh, Jimmy Sevure from the Brooklyn Atlantics against Lane Pozivyak of the Addison Mountain Stars. Norman Kennett of the Royal Oak Wahoos against Logan Bishop from the Alliance, uh, uh, from the Alliance Ohio Club. And then last year's winner, Red Stick Perry, representing the Stockbridge Club uh, against a player to be named later. And so there's a lot that's going to be a lot that's going to be going on with this here. Um, there's definitely some names that I, I think are to watch. Again, my my uh, my my pick of, uh, you know, Andre Johnson is going to turn some heads. I think, uh, you know, don't count out Keith Patterson from the from the Akron Club. Every time we face the the Alliance Club, um, they've just absolutely hit the snot out of the ball. And so, if Logan Bishop is representing the Alliance Club, then you know he's going to do good work here. So, and that's not including uh, you know the perennial favorite of Ian Frias or the uh, defending champion in in West Perry. So, this, there's a lot of firepower uh, in this. Uh, in this bracket here, and I think it's 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 good to be able to kind of see players in a little bit of a different light and be able to get a kind of a different appreciation for them. Logan Bishop actually finishing runner-up to Westbury in 2019 in that uh, in that mightier striker. Dexter does have somebody on first. Uh, the batter swings ground ball to short. This could be a potential double play. Mister Daly does not make the throw to first, but does get the force at second. So one out in the bottom of the ninth. Dexter needs five in order to be able to keep going here. So it has been a it's been a pleasure. I mean, the game's not over yet, but I do want to give my thanks to uh, to Matt not only for uh, for the drink here. This uh, this apple pie moonshine really is quite nice. I told you. I got it. <laughs> you know, it's it's a long carriage ride back to back to my neck of the woods, but you know, it's it definitely does not feel like the. Uh, it doesn't feel like the amount of alcohol that's actually in here, but it is definitely a nice little taste to have on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, when you run across my wife, ask her what was in it, and she'll tell you the four different things that are in it. But the one thing is the 190 Everclear. That's that's uh, the star of the dish, as they say on yeah. House Kitchen. <laughs> no, it is, it is good. It definitely has a nice uh, kind of apple cinnamony finish. Do I have you here for another match later? If nobody needs me. Who needs me? Uh, <laughs> if you walk out onto that field, I'll never see you again. <laughs> Let me check the schedule. Who do I want to play for? No, I, that's ground ball of the pitch. It's going to be a, it's going to be a tough one. Uh, senior's going to throw it to first. And no. It's going to make it. Gonna make it. Yep. Nice stretch by Ian to be able to, you know, come. Ian come doesn't stretch. Like I don't believe a word you're saying I right now. I was trying <laughs> to be helpful. He might listen later. He, uh, he might, but he'll agree. The stretching is done. 
So Buckeye coming up here with uh, with two outs. It's last call for the uh, for the for the Union Club of Dexter. Fine group of gentlemen. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, I bl- I remember a match here at the festival. They played against. I want to say it was Saginaw. Uh, last game of the day on Sunday and gave them everything they could handle. Mm-hmm. That's a hard hit ball right through right Rudy. Through, right through. Right through the, the the wickets. As they were, we're going to have first and third for Dexter. They're not done yet. Poor, poor Rudy is trying his hardest to get a fielding percentage. I wonder who plays third for, I'm trying to think, I played for this club last year. Uh, I don't remember who was the third base. Oh, Ian played third sometimes. I haven't seen him over there today. Uh, long fly ball right field by the gentleman from Dexter. That's going to burn them, but a nice big bounce. bounce uh, it bounces right back to him. That's a deflating the, way to end the game. The gentleman who made the play to end the first game for Bay City is the gentleman who makes the play to end the second game uh, on field two. That is weird. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, thanks, Jeff, for being here. I appreciate you, brother. Glad to do it. Glad to be here. And uh, listen to all the other uh, recordings we make from this festival as the Columbus Capitals come on on top of the Union Baseball Club of Dexter. And uh, we'll catch you uh, in the next game.